Have you ever wondered how some women are killing it in business, while others are simply getting by, barely? Power Up Your Business is one of the Road to Seven signature programs. It's designed to be the comprehensive results roadmap and support system for women entrepreneurs just like you to help shift your business closer to the vision you have for it. This program has been a key element of women's business growth. It has shifted people like Lorraine to finally teaching art classes online or supporting Jennifer to finally launch her online course, which is selling like hotcakes. It also helped Caitlin hire her very first team member, which has been so liberating for her so she can now focus her time on the actions that matter the most in her business. It's through the blend of content and consulting and coaching and community that these women have been able to identify the key actions that will have the most impact on their business, then lean into the community for the support and championing to help them take the right moves to get them closer to the vision of their company. If this sounds like you, or if you want to learn more about how Power Up can help you shift into the right action for business growth, head on over to my website at sheilacummins.com slash power up and enroll today. That's sheilacummins.com slash power up, and I'll see you in the powerhouse. Welcome to the Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along your road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. Today's interview is nothing short of inspirational. I can't wait for you to get to know Sasha Sr., my guest today. This is a woman who is literally carving a new path as an amazing entrepreneur and a woman of color in a very small town. My guest today is Sasha Sr. She's a single mother of two young boys, and she works full-time with the Canadian Armed Forces. Oh, and by the way, She's also the owner of Bliss Skateboard Shop here in Ontario. She started skateboarding when she was 13 and has been doing it ever since, minus a break after a bad injury. After having her first son, she realized the love and passion she truly had for skateboarding. She was never one to think of herself as an entrepreneur, but here she is at 31 making history and opening this skateboard shop. The decision was made purely out of passion for the sport and the need for a local shop in the community. She literally built the shop from the ground up and is proud to say it's been going amazing despite opening right at the beginning of the pandemic. She hopes her story inspires and motivates the people in her community and all over the world. And by the way, I guarantee you it will. Sasha was just such a pleasure to interview. 
There was just such a pureness to what she was doing. And if ever you wanted to see what it's like to open a business just based purely on passion, Sasha is living it. She is literally building the plane as it flies. And she's killing it in the process. It's just amazing. So sit back, grab your cuppa, and enjoy the interview with Sasha Sr. I'm so excited to bring my next guest to you. Sasha has an amazing story. And I think what is so profound is how she has taken every opportunity and just been able to find another way in order to make things successful. Sasha, tell us, first off, welcome to The Road to Seven. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you to start Bliss Skate Shop. You're the only skate shop in Windsor, Ontario. I, I was, I've never been a skateboarder who's, who's wanting, who's, who has wanted to own uh, a skate shop. Cause a lot of skateboarders say that I've never really been that type of person, but the idea, I mean, somewhat sounded fun because entrepreneurship is, is, is scary. And so I was talking to another skate shop owner and I was asking him, okay, how much does it cost? What's your business? Like all these kind of questions. And then he asked me, he said, does Windsor have a skate shop? <laughs> and then there was a really long pause. And I said, oh my gosh, no, we don't have a local skate shop. And just from there, it was kind of like, okay, maybe, let me see, let me research a little bit and see how much this is going to cost. And, and then from then it was, I was kind of more interested in in opening one, depending on if it, how expensive it would be. And once I found a, a good spot that was a good price, I said, I might as well just do this right now because we don't have one. We need a skate shop and I can afford this. Just the fact that we didn't have one and skateboarding was a thing I like and that I know it made it easier to say, okay, I, I can run a business like this because I, I skateboard all the time. It's not like I'm opening a business where I don't have any knowledge to it. So that's what made it easier to say, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to open a skate shop. Right. Well, and I think what's interesting is, you know, it's not something you woke up and said, hey, I think I'm going to do this. It was sort of an opportunity and an idea was presented because right now you're working full time for the Canadian military. You've got two little kids at home. Yeah. And you've you've opened up the shop. And I might just mention that you opened it in March of 2020, which is when the world came to a complete standstill. So I want to find out about that. But give us a little bit of the backstory, Sasha. Tell us about how you got into skateboarding and, you know, how you became how this became a part of your life. I have a, a best friend that I've known for, I think, about like 20 years or something now. And I was at her house one day and her brother had come home. And he found a skateboard, but it didn't have any grip tape on it. But he just randomly, who just randomly finds a skateboard on the street? So he found one and we're all trying to play with it. And, you know, it was kind of fun. And then a couple months later, we ended up moving out to Caledon. I didn't really have anything to do, but the kids down the road were skateboarding. We were in Alton and it's only like four streets, five streets, maybe in Alton. It's a very small town. But I, like I said, I didn't have any friends and the kids down the street were skateboarding. And I was like, well... I was just riding a skateboard a couple of months ago. I want to try skateboarding too. I want to make some friends. So that's really where it started. And so when I visited back in Brampton, my friend let me borrow the board. And so I used that for a little bit. And I've just been pretty much skateboarding ever since then. So that, I was about 12. I had just turned 12. So about 12, 13 when I started skateboarding. Now, am I right that you're on either a pro circuit or a competitive circuit? Because I saw you won some awards in 2018 and 2019. I did do a competition a couple of years ago. And so I, I wish I, I mean, I kind of wish I was pro, but it's, it's very stressful. So I've done a couple of competitions. I've placed in competitions, but I also realized last year that 
skateboarding competitively is different than just going out and filming street tricks. There's more pressure when you do it competitively. Right, right. Yeah. And so the opportunity came to open your shop March 2020, middle of March here in Ontario in Canada. <laughs> the whole world, like our entire country, just sort of dialed down and shut. What were some of the strategic moves that you made in order to to come out swinging? How did you pivot during one of the hardest times in our history? It wasn't like we didn't completely know that there was some type of virus because there has been news articles and stuff about that previous to, to everything shutting down. However, we didn't think that we would shut down. So one of my friends was like, Sasha, what are you going to do for your grand opening? And he was just pressuring that so much. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to open the doors and have people come in. They want to see the shop. He's like, no, you got to do it like this. And so he was really hyping me up. So it's like, all right, all right, <laughs> do the grand opening. But like I said, a couple of weeks before, I was like, okay, what if, what if I have to close down? I was like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll just go online. I guess I'll have to go online and figure that out. Do the grand opening. But by that time, everybody was getting orders, you know, stay home, stay home, stay home. So I had a lot of people from like Detroit, Hamilton, Toronto, who were going to come to the skate shop for the grand opening. But we probably had less than 10 people, including staff, just because of those orders. So it was a little discouraging, but it was still, it was still awesome because I still had my first sale that day. I still had a couple other small sales that day. So it was, it was good. And then when we were told to shut down, I was like, well, I'm going online. I better start taking some pictures of these things and figuring out how to run a, an online shop. So that was a headache doing the switching to online was a headache, but I made it work though. And so was that like a weekend endeavor? You just, did you just build the website and take the pictures? I'm trying to remember what I did. And so I'm using Equid now and it made it super easy because they have a phone app and then you can do stuff online. So most of the time when I upload products, I do it from my phone because it's quicker, it's easier to go through. But it was it was very difficult to make that transition. I was pretty much just taking products of anything that was in the shop putting the prices for them. And then I was pushing people on my Instagram and, and Facebook. Hey, if you need to make an order, we're not having people in the shop, but you can still order online, order online, call us and come by and pick it up. If your order is over this much, we'll do delivery. So it was kind of interesting to try to, to push people to call us because people don't like to make phone calls anymore, right? They rather text. So it was, it was good though. Cause we had, we still had that support from the community, even though we were online. And were most of your buyers from the Windsor area? Yes. Yes. At first, most of them were from Windsor. And then over the summer, I started shipping out products to, uh, to Jamaica, Mexico, wow. California, Wisconsin, Chicago. So uh, like we have a, we have a fan base and we've sent orders pretty much all over. How did you leverage Instagram. Was it Instagram that you leveraged? First of all, that's where I'm following you. So that's what I know. Yes. How, yes. How did you create that community on Instagram so quickly? I actually, so the skate shop was a secret. Like I didn't tell anybody, like nobody knew about it. Uh, when I, when I got the spot, except for the guys that were here, even my skate friends that I was with, I was just like, Hey man, I'm working. Like I had all these ideas going. I was like, can I have your, your broken skateboard? I want to do something. They're like, what do you want with it? I'm like, I'm working on a project. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't tell them right away. And then, so when I finally told, told them my one friend who's been in business for so long, the same person that was hyping me up about the grand opening, 
He's like, Sasha, you need to make an Instagram account right now. And this was November. Like we weren't even like, it was like six months before opening. Yeah. And I was, he's like, you need to make sure you have the handle for the shop. And and he's giving me all this advice. And so I started the Instagram account before the business was even open, before the shop was even had anything inside. We just had a logo and it was like bliss Mm -hmm. skate shop. We're going to have a local skate shop in Windsor. Who's with this? And, and I think within maybe within maybe two months, we had about 500 followers. It was, it was really quickly that we, that we gained a lot of followers. And so, oh wow, yeah, back in November and we've been pushing things from there ever since just to kind of get people hyped up about the shop being open. So that's why we had a lot of support too, because it would have been different if I opened the account and then opened the shop, even if it was just a couple of weeks before. I like the fact that we, that I did that in November to get people excited about it and actually have to wait for us to open up, even if we were online. Right. Right. So what's had the biggest impact? Because, you know, we were talking before starting the recording of this and you were saying, you know, you sometimes get products in and they're sold out the next day. Yes. So what's had the biggest impact on this business growth? A lot of support from 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 people all over. And there's been a lot of people who have supported the shop and have done things to make the shop move forward that I don't even know about. There's so So there's been a lot of like background activity and just positive vibes coming in that I haven't seen firsthand. It's like, I'm only seeing kind of the end result of it. Just people reaching out and people wanting to be supportive and the local community has grown the shop because when something happens here, everyone's so hyped about it. So they'll repost to their Instagram and that person will repost and then it just goes all over. And then we get, we get something back in return. And so the local community has really helped to grow the business. If it, the local community and and the skateboarding community as well, because I can't just say the local community because it hasn't been just Windsor people who have accepted the shop. It's been people from all over. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you have a community like the skateboard community, it doesn't matter where you're from. You have something unifying and something in common across, you know, wherever the geography is that you happen to live in. Yes. Yeah, that's the, that's the coolest thing about skateboarding. It's like you can go anywhere and you go to a skate park, doesn't matter where you are. You see someone skating and you're like, oh, there's more people here. And then you just, you know, the vibes are good. You just make more friends. Like I have, I've made friends last summer in San Francisco that I still communicate with. And I met them just a couple of times at the skate park. So it's things like that, that helps keep the skateboarding community growing. So how do you handle this growth? You've got a lot on your plate right now. Are there belief systems that you're having to recreate or are there barriers that you keep having to break down? What's what's helping you or holding you in place as you experience this growth? The biggest thing that's been helping right, me right now is is positive self-talk. And and I I'd say a lot of meditation and I've also been like reading the Bible more. Not that I'm a Christian, but for me I believe that you can take the best part out of anything, any situation, any kind of text. There's always going to be something positive that you can extract from that. And I've been more in tune with my higher self and meditating and reading. And so a lot of things that I've been reading have been, you know, put your faith into things and trust the process, trust how things are going to work out. And actually I listened to one of your podcasts recently and it was about, um, I remember you talking about saying that if you're doing something for your business and it feels forceful, then something's out of line. And I was like, out of alignment. Yeah. I, I was like, I like that. And it's so true because with bliss right now, there hasn't been a situation yet that has made me think like, man, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. This is super stressful. It's always been 
it's, it's always been in line so far and things have just been coming together. So a lot of meditation, a lot of positive self-talk and self-love. And then I just have a passion for skateboarding. So for me, when I come here, it's not work. It's like, I love being here. I love doing this. So it doesn't feel like work. I can be here all week. It, it doesn't feel like work. It's just a hangout spot for me. That's amazing. And I mean, I think that's the absolute pinnacle of running your own business is creating this thing where you just go and it's just fun. Yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, I know that you've had your doors open for six months. I know we're not talking about, you know, years and years. <laughs> yeah. Biggest lessons, though, so far. I, honestly, I don't know. I really, I really don't know. There's still so much to learn. I guess trust, trust in, in people because I have an employee who works here for me. And um, so that has been helpful. And, and just always ask questions and try to get as much information as you can. And, 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 and trust the process too, and allow the process to be patient. You know, those are the biggest things I've learned. And, and also to accept that when you run your business, not everything's going to be perfect. I've already had days where I've lost $200, $300 because the system wasn't connecting and I just was too much in a rush and wasn't paying attention. And there's going to be days where you have things like that, where there's, where there's losses and you have to understand that as a business person, that that's part of the risk that you take when you say, Hey, I'm going to start a business. So that's probably one of the biggest learning things and just trust, trust the process and, and put your faith into it. I love that. And I love the two words that I heard you say that jump because they are things that I firmly believe in is, is a trusting the process. And my power Mm. word for this year was surrender. I am absolutely a control freak. I like having my hand on every little thing and every, you know, every result being all engineered. And it's been so liberating to step back and not step back passively, but step back and be patient with the results and trusting that the actions that I'm continually taking are going to bring the results that I desire. Exactly. And and it's uh, it's been a really interesting study. And of all years to have that word, I think it probably was the most challenging year, but I yes. think it also was the best word for me anyway, for this year. So I love that that's what you're saying is what keeps you going and tapping into a faith or a higher being, a spiritual self, whatever you want to call it. And I love that that is also how you have been finding the way, finding the path and just going with it. So go back to November where you had this vision of opening up bliss. Would you have opened it now, knowing now what you did then? If you knew now what you didn't know then, would you have still opened the skate shop? Yeah, I still would have done it. I still would have, oh, I still would have opened it. Because I, I, I love skateboarding. And uh, in, in the last interview I did with CBC, I said, you know, if it wasn't for me taking a break from skateboarding and having my, my son, my first son, and then just one day getting back into it, I would, this, this wouldn't be a thing right now. You know, if I just focus constantly on his well-being and it's not to say that I'm not doing that now but we we as as parents have to take care of ourselves too just because just because we have kids that doesn't mean their passions go away doesn't mean our dreams go away and so yeah the one day that I was able to get back on the board I said oh my gosh I forgot how much I missed skateboarding and then from there it just drove the passion to to just keep doing it and and like I said we didn't have a skate shop here in Windsor and I was like we need this we need we need a shop <laughs> what a great opportunity. Yeah. You're an amazing woman. Thank you. Sasha, I know people are going to want to reach out to you. They're going to want to connect with you. Where can we find you? Uh, I do have an Instagram account. 
uh, Boss Lady Skate, SK8, the number eight, or Bliss Skate Shop. Either one of those two is good. We do have a Facebook page, Bliss Skate Shop, and uh, our our website too, blissskateshop.com. So awesome. We'll I said off. that three times, so I would hope that people remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put all of those links in the show notes at Bliss Skate Shop, Bliss Skate Shop. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so if you have any skaters on your list this holiday season, I sure hope you'll go check out Bliss Skate Shop first. Sasha, thank you for your time today. I know you got a lot going on. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being an inspiration to so many women and, and all the best. Thank you so much for having me. I had fun. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout-out on an upcoming episode, and you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to Seven Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.